Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Bowl 58 in Vegas is set. It's the Chiefs and Niners here and right here on your exclusive home for the Super Bowl. 94-1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Ryanagel. I'm Jason Minix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds Radio Road coverage in Las Vegas continues. Brought to you by Southern Recipe, Small Batch Pork Rinds, and Synergenics. And Joe, I've been waiting to talk to, to Sean Merriman since, I don't know, the Cowboys pooped the bet against the Green Bay Packers because they didn't have a linebacker. So I wanted to get a linebacker's perspective on what the hell was Dan Quinn thinking. Uh, Sean Merriman joining us here on Radio Row. Man, how's, how's your Tuesday? It's, it's good, man. Not as good as you guys. I didn't have to be, be here as early. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just hitting that coffee run right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. Well, you are in good shape. looks like you could still play. If, if uh, you know, Mike McCarthy calls you, you think, Head down to Dallas. You can fill that linebacker. No, not if they're gonna keep me on line of scrimmage like Michael. <laughs> like, you know. All right, now, all right. Dan Quinn's now the head coach of Washington. Yeah, he did great in Dallas, but and as a Cowboy fan, I'm mixed because the last couple of games and then that playoff game, that defense wasn't historically great like they had a chance to be coming into this season one of the knocks is the undersized linebackers and when Leighton Vander Esch got hurt they were gone people that maybe not quite as informed well they tried to make Marquise Bell a, a, a safety a linebacker mm-hmm. they did that in training camp it's not like hey somebody's hurt can you do this that was the plan all along you're a linebacker and you're certainly not undersized what what were they think when you see that does it piss you off as a linebacker I, I think this um to have, there's not a problem having undersized linebackers if you don't beef up that interior D line. That's the only way to hide them. Yeah. If, if you got the undersized game, Van Der Esch going down, he was a thumper. You know, a guy that can go lay the wood to any 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 ball carrier, go up and fill fill the gaps. He's a big presence inside. You know, they've always had guys who can go and do it. I mean, Lee wasn't that big of a. He yeah, wasn't sure. huge. He was just a smart player, and he was always around the football. But what they had was they had interior D linemen to keep him away from from people being in his face. That's that's the goal. The fact is they didn't they didn't address that. That that to me was the biggest issue. Having Micah Parsons on one side of the line of scrimmage, you keep him there where people know where he's lining up at. I, I didn't approve of that. You know, you got a guy as dynamic as he is. He can do it so much. You put him in the middle of the field. You let him blitz down the A or B gap, but down the center, and then you bring him off the edge. You never let no, an offense know where he's coming because he's too dynamic of a player. If somebody can line up and say, hey, by the way, Michael Parsons is going to be here, you got to make those adjustments, and I think that's where they feel. Sean, I've got to ask you because in that last game, when specifically, obviously we're Cowboys country and, and very disappointed about the, the Packers' playoff game, it looked like the defense, and I'm not – 
asking you to to you know put blame on anybody, but it looked like they were just simply out coached big time. I mean, they weren't in the right spots. The Packer receivers were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a team or been involved in a game like that where the defense just looks lost? Yeah, they, they, it seemed like the Cowboys' defense was on their heels the whole yeah. entire game. They they couldn't get a jump start. They couldn't you know. Uh, they were getting hard count, a quick count. It just it couldn't wasn't in the right position. Guys wasn't lined up yet when the ball was hiked. I mean, it was a lot of chaos that was going on. It seemed like a chess match that the, the Green Bay Packers won because everything they did, they dialed up against whatever the Cowboys had playing on that defensive play, and they couldn't catch up. It was almost like those first 15 plays, it was scripted for Green Bay, and those first 15 plays, it was scripted for Dallas. Got thrown right out the window <laughs> quick, right? And they just, they just were on their heels the entire game. When you go coverage like what Dan Quinn was doing, and guys are still wide open, and you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, to have it all completely fail like that on one particular Sunday, do you just chalk that up to a bad game or at the worst possible time, or is that really something internal that the Cowboys have to figure out and address? They, they got to they gotta address that. Um, and I'll tell you this, because they got to, talent-wise, defense, they, they're loaded. I mean, Lawrence, uh, they, if you look across the board outside of even Micah, the cornerback position, I know that Diggs went down, but you know yeah, the other, other guy stepped right up and played extremely well. They they loaded with talent, so when you got talent, now you just got to put those guys in position to win. And what happened against Green Bay, it just seemed like a lot of those guys was not in position to win. And by the way, if you can't line up and just and, and man up across the board, and your guys up front can't be the one-on-one block, or you need to do whatever, then start throwing exotic blitzes. Start throwing packages in there because they're not getting to the quarterback anyway. You're getting beat with no pressure, and then guys are lost in, in coverage. you got to win at something, right? They're going to score to you regardless. So as a defensive coordinator, you, you go out and look at this game. You say, look. We, now we got to start bringing up strong safeties. We got to start doing stuff and just go hell bent for election because we know that we're not getting no pressure and we're lost in coverage. We don't have extra guys in coverage anyway. So we got to win some battle somewhere, and they just didn't make those adjustments. I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because obviously we're at the Super Bowl. You got a, a quarterback matchup that is, I mean, completely different. Patrick Mahomes, one of the best uh, to play the game. The guy's incredible. Brock Purdy. Still trying to get the respect, I think. I don't think he gets a lot of respect. When you look at a guy like Dak Prescott, who had a great regular season. I mean, the guy's fantastic. Numbers were off the chart. But it seems like when the bright lights go on, something happens. What, what's your thought there? I, I think that a lot of people put Dak Prescott uh, in the category of being elite. I think I've never thought that he was elite. I always thought that he was above average. He was a good quarterback. When you give him tools, a CD Lamb, you give him a tight end, you give him Pollard. Plus, you know, I know they didn't have a one-two punch this year necessarily, but you know, Pollard. And then when they had Zeke back there, they had a one-two punch. You give him a great defense, Micah Parsons, Diggs, and you, know, you give him tools, he gonna go out and win games. It's the games that matter. Those teams that's above 500 in critical situations that Dak Prescott, in my opinion, will will not get over. He's not. He doesn't have that that factor to get them over the hump when it comes time. Now, the problem is, is that he's so good in regular season, you can't really move on from him. How are you? Because you got to get somebody coming in the door that's going to be better than him mm-hmm. than the back than the regular season, and there isn't one. And in fact, if he gets a max contract or not, they may have to give it to him because there's nobody on the street right now unless they decide to go draft that's going to have a better regular season than Dak Prescott. So I feel bad for Jerry Jones. And, like, you know, and, and this is another thing about Jerry Jones. A lot of people want to give him, you know, a lot of slack for being the GM and having all this. He put together a great team, paper wise, mm-hmm. talent wise. Yeah. 
They, I mean, coaching staff with Dan Quinn, they put he actually assembled a great team, and I never saw Dak Pre- uh, 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 Jerry Jones go out there and drop a pass or miss a tackle, right? And so yeah, I know he's always going to get a lot of a lot of flack for having too much control. But if you look at the standpoint of him being upstairs in the front office, the the team that they assembled actually was a great team. You know, Sean, as you say that. As we visit with Sean Merriman here on at Radio Row. You're right. I I don't disagree. Dak is a great regular season quarterback. I use the term playoff Prescott. That's not a good that's not a good thing. Two two and five. What do the Cowboys do? And you just said it. Do you know how do you replace them for the regular season? But if the goal is to win the Super Bowl, when do you make the decision it's time to say, you know, regular season success is nice, but our goal isn't to win 12 games every year and go on vacation after the first playoff game? How do you, from a NFL organization standpoint, say, he's great in the regular season, sucks in the playoffs, we've got to move on from him? I personally will move on for Dak Prescott. I would. Because... And this is why, because of, of what the Cowboys and the history of, of what the franchise is, being America's team and championship or nothing, right? I mean, that, that's the mentality it is. And for Dallas Cowboys fans, that's the mentality of Jerry Jones and everybody in the organization. And Dak Prescott would be an upgrade for the Atlanta Falcons. He would be an upgrade for the, for the, uh, for the Vegas Raiders. He'll be an upgrade for six or seven other teams right now. He, he instantly makes them better by going to the organization. He, we've already seen what, what Dak Prescott can do with the Cowboys. So how, how many times do you want to run that back before you say, hey, maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe he can't get us there. And so even if the regular season isn't as great as Dak Prescott. Now, this is, this is me. I'm, the Cowboys fans will never agree to this. Uh, they, no, not necessarily. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're wrong. I wish you'd come on the show every day. got to argue with this guy well, about this I mean, every day. I mean, you know, it's depressing as hell hearing <laughs> you say that, my friend. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes truth hurts. It, yes. it's, a, it's, it's, one of these, it's one of these things that I, I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. He's just not elite. And so if you already seen what, what you get out of Dak Prescott, what, what else can happen? Okay, say, say you only win nine games, right, this time around. you Eight games, whatever. You're getting put out to playoffs anyway with Dak Prescott, so why not go and try to see what else is out there to see if you can move on? And, and, and if that's drafting somebody or uh, bringing in somebody who you think they can do an equal amount of good job or maybe better, but it's a combination of having a big – contract that's on the table right now max contract because that's what he's going to ask for that's what the market dictates for a franchise quarterback right now so now you're giving somebody that you know this that doesn't have the capabilities of winning you a ring a max contract and now you now you're sitting back to see what happens again and i think that as as much as the dallas cowboys fans love uh, their team i think that's that it that is what would get them off of the wagon. Sitting back, knowing what you get out of Dak Prescott, giving him a max contract, and either don't make the playoffs or make the playoffs and get booted in the first round, and that will finally do it for the Dallas Cowboys fans, in my opinion. Wow, that's uh, that's good advice, and I hope he uh, I hope he takes that, Sean. That's good. I got to ask you about uh, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think it was the best move. Um, not only not only for the Chargers, I, I think for Jim Harbaugh. Um, the Chargers having you know the relationship he had, he played there. He know the, he knows Spanos family, know the ownership. Very familiar with the team. He loved Justin Herbert to death. He's, yeah. he's been ver- vocal about that for a long time now. Um, and then vice versa, he was looking to make that jump to the NFL anyway. So 
what better position can you be in making a jump from college football to the pro? You're walking with a franchise quarterback already. You're walking into a Derwin James, a Khalil Mack, a Keenan Allen. I mean, it just it doesn't. Coaching vacancies don't happen that way. Where you got you got a, a a rebuilding year, right? You got to try to figure out for a couple of years, right? They can go and win games right now. So if if he was going to make that NFL jump at all, this was the best situation for both sides, the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh. Sean Merriman joining us here on the Blitz on Radio Row, of course, a Chargers legend with the nickname Lights Out for Lights out. obvious reasons. And now, you know, you, we've talked to you a number of times over the last couple of years about your uh, the fight game that you you've, you've got. It looks like you you could get in the ring in, in, in fight, but you guys have a big fight coming up on February 16th. Yeah, huge fight. Um, probably our biggest and most explosive car we've had in the history of the company. Uh, next week, next Friday, February 16th, uh, in Long Beach, California, we'll be live on Football TV, Football Sports. Um, got got a couple big names up there, guys that, that had a potential going to the UFC. Um, Alvin Morales, who fought in the UFC, is fighting on his card, trying to get back in the UFC. Tommy Aaron, who's Tony Ferguson's guy. Um, we, we got uh, A.J. Hoskins uh, to play linebacker uh, for Oregon. It's actually, he's from Texas. Uh, down there, he's 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 going to be our first fight of the night, and we're, we're working on transitioning more and more uh, of these former athletes. We're we're starting to see the the, the crossover, the transition. It's going to happen, and this fight is also special because we're introducing these uh, lights out tech gloves that they can measure speed, power, punch, impact. Oh, wow, uh, G force. So you 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 we're actually going to be able to pull some data um, from these fights to show the the, the the punches landed and how fast and how strong they came. Motion caption cameras up top that can see the movements and how fast they're going and then the broadcast is being able to talking about it doing a live broadcast so we're incorporating this uh first time it's, it's been tr- uh attempted before in combat sports some years ago no one's ever really executed on it but we think we got it fubo yeah. tv next friday night it's going to be a lot of fun sean merriman charger legend always great catching up to you even though this was depressing as hell man <laughs> i thought it was great sean. you come yeah, on anytime. Look, anytime you need to be depressed more let me know i'll come I back got your number man we'll, we'll, we'll do that you appreciate you appreciate sean merriman here on the blitz on 94.1 at san antonio sports star as we continue with our aa best bail bonds radio row coverage brought to you by southern recipe small batch pork rinds and at centergenics